Hi everyone, welcome back to the MPPA Alumni Series. I'm your host, Swartha Siraj, and in today's episode, we'll be speaking to the lovely Athar Walid, who is a project management consultant at Ontario Ministry of the Attorney General. She offers some real genuine advice for future students and her experience with the MPPA program. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode. You're welcome. Thank so I see here that you are a project management consultant at Ontario Ministry of Attorney General. Now, before I get more deep into that and ask you about that, let's start off with the basics. I ask everyone this. What was your background coming into the MPPA program and why did you choose this program? Uh, uh, first off, thanks, Warda, for having me today. I'm very happy to be part of this uh, recorded uh, Zoom series and I hope that you know, we um, end up with a fruitful discussion that will benefit uh, the MPPA uh, uh, students. Uh, I, prior to joining the master's program at Ryerson, I was actually working full-time as a private career college manager. And that was kind of my career, uh, my career path. But in terms of my educational path uh, or academic path, I pursued a diploma in paralegal studies at Sheridan College and I moved into uh, York University to pursue an undergrad in a program called Law and Society okay. and that's when I decided to work for a bit so I didn't go into a grad school right away. I took uh, about three years of work and then based on that I made an informed, informed decision to join uh, the master's program at Ryerson. Wow, okay. So, and when did you graduate from Ryerson? I graduated in 2016, so I joined the, the cohorts uh, of 2015. 15. So, you were um, a full-time student, the one I was a Exactly, I was a full-time okay. student, that's correct. Yeah, and were you working while you were uh, attending this program? Uh, no, I wasn't working full-time. I actually left work. I, I quit my previous job in the college. Uh, so I can pursue a full-time studies at Ryerson. Right. So you said it. you worked for three years. There must have been some kind of expectations you had before coming into the program. Do you believe they were met? And if so, what were the expectations? Yeah, that's a very good question. So, I mean, most of us have expectations if we decide to leave work and go back to school. I've always wanted, and if you talk to my friends and, and you know, family, Athra always wanted to join the public sector and I did not have a level of government in mind I was open to any level of government um, and uh, lucky enough my professor uh, from York University she was my supervisor during my undergrad I kept in touch with her she was one of my references uh, so I was I was uh, considering different programs at different universities and she actually highlighted this program to me which I was not aware of Right. And when I was working, um, because I was, I was, you know, I was feeling um, unmotivated. I've plateaued my work. I've done everything. I climbed the ladder like so fast. I started in, as a receptionist all the way up to an office manager. So I felt like there was no room of promotion. So I'm like, I've always wanted to work for the public sector. I think this is my time now to move, you know, to go back to school. Right. And, 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 and maybe this will be... Uh, my my way to get into government. Mm -hmm. Okay, wow. So, and then what were some of your favorite courses while t uh, being part of this program? Yeah, to be honest, I um, I did not like the uh, first semester, which was very theory or theoretical, theory based, and I'm more a practical. Uh, 
practical person, hands-on person, maybe because I joined in as a mature student and I also worked and I kind of had a experience of what the market is like. Right. Um, nonetheless, I mean, you still, uh, all of us uh, require uh, continuous development in terms of like research, writing, you know, uh, reading skills. Like these are good skills that you will use indirectly in any work, any job you may take in the future. Mm-hmm. However, my second semester where the fun began, um, I, it was more focused on government. So one of my favorite courses was called Ontario government or Ontario provincial government. And this course was basically uh, led by or provided by um, a professor who was an, a, a retired assistant deputy minister at the former ministry of uh, youth services and children and youth services. So he came with a like rich, rich background of like uh, government, understanding not just the policy side of government, but also the political side of government. So I've, I've actually uh, learned a lot uh, from that course about how the provincial and the, I would say the provincial government functions. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing that stood out to me, he actually gave us real scenarios of different uh, portfolios or cases or issues in government that we have to work on. And, um, and that exposed me to the concrete nature of doing work in government. And that's definitely one of the best courses I've enjoyed. Right, definitely. And I know Ryerson puts uh, a little bit more emphasis at the provincial level uh, in regards to being friendly with the OPS. Would you say that's where your interest in provincial level started? You mentioned before you weren't really too specific about what level. Uh, yeah. After Ryerson, would you say your interest in the OPS increased? Yeah, that's that's uh, absolutely, or you're absolutely right. So I was not aware of what government I wanted to work for, or uh, and when I joined the program, I was exposed to uh, guest speakers that came to our lectures and spoke about you know the the Ontario Public Service, and that's when I started like you know thinking about oh I I really I would love to be part of the Ontario Public Service, and right. we also had. Um, uh, graduates, you know, former graduates come in and talk about their experience. So we had like few workshops that I attended and they actually talked about the ministries they work for and their experience, you know, bridging from like the program into like, the career world. And um, I also um, had exposure through Ryerson to non-for-profit uh, organizations and also the private sector, but there was more emphasis uh, emphasis on the Ontario public sector. And that's right. how I was, you know, um, introduced to it. Right. Nice. So, so let's let's progress on and talk about what you've been doing since graduating from the program. Oh man, um, <laughs> I'm gonna try to be brave. I'm gonna try to be brave. This is part of government. If, <laughs> so, this is part of government. If you're briefing uh, senior leadership, uh, and by this time, I mean your directors or like assistant deputy ministers, you have to be very brief. They will tell you half minutes. I'm going to try to do it in less than five minutes for sure. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so part of the program, um, so we've, we've had the co-op experience. We, we actually had to apply. So we, we were given a list of jobs and we had to apply and we had to compete for them. Mm-hmm. So I have, I, I have gone, I, I think I went for like four interviews. And let me tell you something. The interviews were tough at the time. But um, they actually exposed me to the way competitions run in government. So I, I did not like them, 
at the time back when I was a co-op student, but I appreciated them afterward when I started yeah. hopping from one department or ministry to another ministry. Definitely. So I, exactly. So I started with the ministry, it's called OMAFREN. We use a lot of acronyms in government. Ministry, ministry of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> so I started, in, I started in Guelph, believe it or not. So I was one of those, you know, um, uh, people that took the risk and decided to move to Guelph. I mean, to work in Guelph. And my, my level was, my, my position was literally called uh, co-op co student master's level. I still remember it. So um, I had a four months contract and I worked in the policy division, nice. the land use planning uh, division. I worked with planners, land, land planners. Okay. And I, I, I really enjoyed my experience, but I live in Toronto, so I had to look for another job. Uh, but I gained a lot of experience in, in the policy field. I mean, it was a short period of time, but it was really, really enriching. Mm -hmm. I had a great supervisors and a manager. But I didn't like waking up every day at five in the morning to commute okay. to Guelph. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was really tough, but I really enjoyed it. I loved it, and then I moved to. Uh, so I applied. I applied uh, for you know other ministries, and actually one of your uh, one of the program illuminas um, uh, made me aware of an opportunity in the Ministry of Citizenship uh, and Immigration at the time, MCI. So I, I applied and she kind of helped me, you know, polish my resume and uh, I applied and I got a, another gig, another short contract yeah. in the Ministry of Citizenship and Immigration as a senior processing officer. Mm -hmm. And it was a very interesting job that was not related to policy, but I just wanted to come back to Toronto. Yeah. And then after that, I moved to another position uh, in the language training unit at the same <laughs> ministry, Citizenship and Immigration, and I did the program. But I was I was a senior program advisor. However, um, I want to tell people: do not be, you know, focused on titles in government because sometimes the title means something else. Right? right? right. You get exposed to too many different skills. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I was like, okay, this is program, this is not policy, but I ended up doing small policy. And I don't know if, if people know about that. There is a difference between big P and a small P. So I did the small P. Small P means you're not doing cabinet submissions, you're not going all the way to Queen's Park, right. but you're still shaping policy in that area on right. a smaller scale. Mm -hmm. And then I moved into project management. Okay. Or that was my first exposure to project management, and um, at the time, the position I was in was owned by someone else. So I had to look for another opportunity, but I wasn't able to find something in project management. So I loved that position. Also, uh, with I worked with HR, and then I moved back to my home position in the um, uh, Immigration Language Training Unit, which got renamed something else as a portfolio manager or consultant, um, program okay. consultant. Okay. And then I, I still had that passion to go back to project management. So I pursued some extra courses, night courses to go back. Mm -hmm. And that's where I landed my current job, uh, the project management consultant, okay. uh, which is still, we do small P, we do small P, but uh, I, I never thought I would land in project management. That was not something I've ever thought of but that's what I like about the OPS you start somewhere and you land somewhere so far from where you started or you may continue in that 
Right. I feel like you touched upon so many different areas and your resume must be like, wow, like this, she had so much experience. So talk to us about your current position um, with the project management, some tasks or projects you're working on and how, how closely related is to, is it to policy or or the content that we learned um, during the program? Yeah, so, um, so uh, as you mentioned in the introduction, I work as a project management consultant at the Ministry of the Attorney General in the project management office. And for I know for the policy folks, they may not know a lot of pro- about project management, but I, I definitely encourage people to learn about project management. I don't encourage people to go and take courses if they're not passionate about project management, but learn about project management. Right. Because project management is the end part of policy right before leading projects you you must have a policy that allows you to lead a project right so um and then after project management you have the operational side so it's it's a cycle right um so i currently i work um i work on different projects and my projects change based on you know the mandate of the ministry and also funding opportunities uh, directions from cabinet or directions from the minister's office. Um, however, we all work to serve the public. And uh, just to name um, the project I'm working on right now, it's called the Jury Modernization Project. Mm-hmm. So um, we are right now in the concept stage, which is the initiation stage. We're trying to build a, a modern, or we're trying to modernize the jury process and the jury system in Ontario. So, for those who do not know about the jury process or who have not served as a juror, uh, you may get, you know, summit, uh, You may get a questionnaire and get summoned one day. So, I think it, it's worth giving us a little, a little bit of info about it. Um, Right now, the jury process is manual. It's it's paper based, yeah. and it and it require you know it's not it's not digitized. Unlike other provinces like BC, BC has an online system where jurors can access their questionnaire online or submit their responses online and so on. So our goal in Ontario, because we have been modernizing a lot of like the line of businesses in in, in ports. Um, our goal is actually digitize the juror process from A to Z. And by this, I mean, from the time you receive an, an, a questionnaire, you will be receiving it online all the way to getting compensated or paid money um, right. online as well. So it's, it's a very exciting, large, big project that we're working on. And one thing about project management I want to flag you do not work alone. A project manager does not do the work. Project manager works with other departments and stakeholders to make the work happen. Right, right. Wow. So it's, it's very dynamic. And obviously, one of the skills that you mentioned was uh, teamwork. Uh, what other skills do you think are needed in this line of work that the program, uh, I guess I could say, really forced you to develop or enhance if you had them before? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm sorry, I didn't go through the details project management. But I always tell people, if you are not a detailed oriented person, if you're not a planner, if you do not plan, and if you do not have high organizational skills, and if you do not have patience to um, solve problems, because there will be conflict 
all the time. Right. Um, and, and conflict does not necessarily mean is a bad negative conflict. It could be a positive conflict. It's, it's, it's a natural flow of, you know, your day to day work. Uh, and if you're not a risk taker, if not, if you're not a flexible person who is open to change and by this, I'll give an example. So let's say your project is going well according to the project plan and, 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 and a scope creep comes in, which means you get a, you get a, you get a, a problem that pushes your timelines by a month or two you have to be flexible and you, you have to you know just go with it and not take it personally and if you're someone who likes to work with other people work with different personalities and motivate people because a project manager again should not be doing the work they should actually um, get the his working um, group we call the ever working group but in project management they call it project team to do the work so if you're if you're someone who's not diplomatic you're someone who is not team uh, oriented and not self-motivated and others motivating people motivating I, I would definitely say do not go to pursue a career in project management <laughs> but if you're someone who likes to see your products getting you know um, uh, implemented and you see the results of your work I would I would and if you're a goal-oriented outcome oriented and energetic and like to go, 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 I would definitely encourage you to go for, for that field. Uh, wow, for the definitely. Yeah. So thank you so much for that really real, real look into what project management is. I know a lot of people like to list off skills, but that was a pretty long but detailed list of what is needed for project management right it's not oh here's a project and here's how i'm gonna do it no you have to consider the whole team how the dynamics gonna work out everything so that's pretty great um just kind of going back to the program what's something you wish you knew coming into the program and do you have any advice for future students yeah so um I personally, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the program at Ryerson. It was, uh, it was a year program, and we were a small cohort of thirty-five full-time, and I think I believe five part-time students. Oh, okay. Um, don't go. So, so this is my advice to people going into the program: Don't look at others. Do not compare yourself to other students. The program may be competitive because think about it: you're getting about forty people out of thousands of people. So these are elite these are smart people that are collect like you know admitted for a reason <laughs> right so you will right you will always see someone who is who may be smarter than you uh so don't look at others i always say this do not compare your your yourself to others just do your work read do your readings on time there's a lot of readings yeah. and for me i remember in my first semester i was shocked by the amount of readings every week and i'm not kidding i had hundred pages of reading right and I learned how to actually I learned how to organize my schedule uh, and and make sure to not neglect your personal life I mean I, I remember in my first semester I had no social life I was really stressed out because I I took on an ATA opportunity right. and I had to grade first I had to I took the I had lead tutorials and I was also bombarded with a lot of like readings and readings for my tutorial so it was really a bump where I neglected my health I stopped working out I stopped socializing 
and I think it was just a mental thing because I was not prepared for it. Right. So I I encourage you to make us a room for your own mental health, for your own daily schedule. Even if you work out for 15 minutes a day at home, right. even if you go for a walk, do not neglect that. And make sure to do your readings, but you don't need to do, and I'm sorry, like I know professors may not like this, but you don't need to read every single thing. Be strategic about make, like, you know, doing your readings. Right. And by this, I mean, look at the summary, look at the conclusion, <laughs> look in between the lines and see what you can get and grasp if you don't have time. But don't go without doing your readings because honestly, some professors will ask you questions about the readings. It depends on the course. Um, and, 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 and be frank with your professors. If you're struggling, yeah. if you need help, go to your professors directly because with like for me personally, all my professors were amazing, amazing. And there is one professor that was more like a mentor to me. Uh, uh, besides the ADM, the, the uh, provincial government, Area Gitterman, um, I also had Tuna Baskoy. He was my uh, mentor. He was my supervisor for my final course. And he actually helped me navigate uh, through the program and also post-program. And, and big kudos to him. He's an amazing mentor and professor. Right. And so you kind of touched upon my next question. I wanted to talk about the relationship between students and professors. And you said they're very supportive, genuinely want to help. And you kind of mentioned he was a supervisor. So that means you did an MRP? I actually did not do an MRP because I, um, because of my, because when I took the co-op opportunity, right. as I mentioned, unlike most of my uh, colleagues ended up getting jobs in Toronto. Right. I, I rarely heard of someone going far outside of Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. So I had to commute. I literally left home at 6 a.m. I got home sometimes because of like traffic at 8 p.m. So I had no time to breathe. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to do the, um, you know, that like structure your own course thing. Like oh, I right. Yeah. So I actually designed my own course. Wow, okay. I, <laughs> I that. It was amazing because I love TAing. I mm -hmm. love, and even my, uh, I did three courses, I TAed three courses, by the way, and my students loved me. Right. So I decided to just design my own course. And, right. and I did it on agriculture, foreign, so it was on agricultural policy in Ontario, but I focused on foreign grab of land versus versus like maintaining or restoring right. uh, green pastures in Ontario. So it was a really interesting course and I, 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 I think I got it an A or an A minus, I don't recall, but I, I, I did really well. Right. And I used my co-op experience to actually, I used my research during my co-op to, to, to write my final paper for that course. Right, right, wow. So, so I feel like you got like, you took full advantage of the MPPA program and you definitely, you did move for co-op, but definitely I would say it was worth it for where you are right now. Athar, I want to thank you so much for sharing your experiences. Definitely a unique one, I would say. And I'm sure future students listening or watching this video can definitely uh, take some, some hints as to how to succeed in their year or two years that they plan on being with the program. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, Arda. And I just want to leave the audience with one word of wisdom that I learned throughout, you know, my very short career in the OPS. I've been in the OPS for about four years and a half. Right. I just want to tell, and I used to tell my students and also people that I mentor in the OPS right now, 
I just want to let people know, don't look at the doing. You need to focus on the being first. And by this, I mean, look at who you are. You define your work. So if you do not get the, you know, the, the career that you want to be in or the position that you want to be in, do not stress. That's part of your journey. So focus on finding your identity and your identity will define your job because life goes beyond just career. So that's my advice to people. And if you focus on that, you will thrive. And also the second thing I want to leave you with, whatever you work, if you work faithfully and you let your light shine, you will actually and for sure thrive and go to places that you've never you know, even thought of going. You will go to the unknown. So I wish everyone the best. And I'm sure people who are in this program, as I mentioned, a group of unique people. And whoever you are, you're amazing. You're unique. And you can be successful as anyone else. But again, do not compare yourself to others. Just be who the awesome you are. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I'm sure that Arthur's words of wisdom will come in handy for future students. And like she mentioned, as long as you put in your best uh, efforts, best work, it will be worth the wait and you will eventually end up where you want to be. Stay tuned until next time.